What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Startup Mindsets Podcast. This is your host, Dan. Um, today, we have a great guest. I've uh, known him since college, freshman year of college. Um, he's, uh, he was graduated the same year as me, 2017. Uh, college was UC Riverside, so shout out to UC Riverside. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Jonathan Javier on the line with us today. Say what's up, John. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Or how's Dan doing? Dan, how you doing? <laughs> Shoot, bro. I think, I think I'm almost going to lose my mind. If <laughs> hey, you're going to lose your mind in a good way after this podcast because I'm about to drop some words of wisdom, of course. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, and uh, John, Jonathan's been a part of uh, a few startups and a few um, big corporations such as Snapchat, Google, Cisco, mm-hmm. and presently what he's got going on right now is uh, his own company called Monsulting. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of elaborate on what consulting is for people? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, so as Dan mentioned, we Dan and I actually rekindled the fire. We we we, <laughs> we were like, "What's up?" Um, at Google, <laughs> which is cool. Um, but basically, yeah. So I used to work at Snapchat, Google, and then I currently work at Cisco and Strategy. Um, graduated from UC Riverside, class of 2017, and then Juan Solting is the career consulting company that I run, which our mission is to turn underdogs into winners. So helping those who come from these non-traditional backgrounds, these non-target schools, and then help them get into their dream careers. So yeah, man, we've done over 80 speaking engagements in the past year and a half, impacted tens of thousands of people. I actually just today, what's today? May 5th, today I just got confirmed to do a TEDx talk, which is amazing. yeah, man, I'm super excited uh, for everything that's been happening. And hopefully I can be able to provide some awesome insight on this dope podcast. Thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's great to hear. Um, I guess with that being said, one of the first things I wanted to ask you kind of was when you uh, began one salting, did you um, what did you have in mind for it? And like kind of what uh, what, um, what was your mindset like just as you started? Yeah. So at first when I started consulting in January, 2019, the reason why I started it was because I was doing these workshops and these speaking engagements. And I was like, do I want to brand myself as myself or do I want to brand myself as a company? So that's why I was like, all right, let me just make my own company and then go do these workshops for free. Because I was actually working at Google at the time. And I was like, okay, I feel like people would want me to come speak because I would speak about my career story, but then also about how I came from a non-target school and then got into my dream industry, which is a lot of people's dream industry, tech, right? So um, my mindset starting it was that I was full force. I actually, Dan, like the way I made my (laughs) logo in January, 2019, it was probably the worst logo I've ever seen. Sorry, Grant Grundy, he's actually the one who made it, but it was actually complete crap. Um, (laughs) And then, um, you know, so it was just an idea at first. Um, and it was just kind of like a, just an idea, right? But then what happened was, man, in June uh, 2019, that's when everything came about. Uh, actually, what happened was I moved from Google to Cisco. And then what happened was I made a post about my career journey. And Jeff Weiner was the one who actually liked and shared it. And that's when everything just came full circle. And so that's when my UX designer, Justin Mack, made a whole entire new logo, which was more techie. Um, and we've been able to grow ever since and have an amazing community of individuals who want to turn underdogs into winners too as well. So yeah, I mean, my mindset was a growth mindset. Uh, I've it's had its up and down. Sometimes I'm always like, man, like, is this going to work out, man? Is, is this not? But if you always persevere and you always think 
through and you always have that community of individuals who will support what you're doing, you will get to where you want to be. Man. Yeah. I feel feel you there. Actually. Yeah. I remember uh, back, you know, when you started the whole thing um, in January, 2019, and it's just crazy to see how many followers mm -hmm. and people have uh, been really uh, able to benefit from that um, service, man. It's crazy. Awesome. Right, right. Um, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you're, you've been supporting the journey since day one. So I love it. <laughs> definitely. Um, what, what I kind of was curious on next was, uh, did you, um, you know, we went to college together, right? Like, mm -hmm. but uh, at UCR, did you originally plan on, I guess, getting into, I guess, like the talent tech space in this format? Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Good question. Sorry, I heard like a motorcycle in the background. I don't know if you heard that. Sorry, guys. Hopefully that's not on the podcast. Just kidding. Um, anyways, yeah. So I'm going to wait a little bit to that, that motorcycle. Man, people Man, people don't know that we're on a podcast right now. They're bringing motorcycles. Man, this is COVID-19. Nobody be outside, all right? That's what I'm saying, okay? Um, but basically, yeah. So um, when I was at UCR, the thing is about UCR is that they teach you that you have to apply 100, 100 positions and you will hear back from one of them. When in fact, it doesn't work that way. You have to network and you have to develop these relationships, which will ultimately turn into opportunities. And so for me, when I was at UCR, I was like, man, like, I want to work in big four, right? But then I realized, I was like, why do I want to work in big four? The reason why I wanted to work in big four was because the perception of the big four at UC Riverside is this is the top company, right? And you never see tech people in the tech industry or people from UCR get into the tech industry, especially in non-tech roles. So that's why I was like, okay, let me get into big four. But then I realized, man, like it's much more simpler than you think. You can literally use LinkedIn for all the different things that you're able to do in order to get into your career. That's what I did, man. I literally, for all my jobs, Google, Snapchat, Cisco, never applied to any of them. Just use did, did you need to see like open position or like? Dude, nope. I literally, so what I did was basically like, I would just network and I always think the long-term game. So for huh. Snapchat, for example, um, I saw someone, and this is what I recommend to people who are listening to the podcast. So if you see a position open, so if you see a position open on LinkedIn and someone makes a post about it, do not like it. The reason being is <laughs> if you like it, your whole network is going to see it. And then guess what? You get people who swoop on it like me, bam, slim the DMs of this girl. Okay, not like that, right? But I slid <laughs> the DMs of this recruiter, um, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I saw you were hiring for a job at Snapchat. We're great to connect." That's how I got my foot in the door at Snapchat, Google mm. with content creation. But you interviewed, right? Like they they interviewed yeah. that stuff. Yeah, dude. So what I did was I found the hiring manager, bro. So oh. what happens is the concept is for recruiting, people will be will apply, right? You'll apply to a job, and then the sourcer right. will source the role. Imagine you, instead of finding, going through the sourcer, you go through the hiring manager. You literally cut the sourcer off. You only have two interviews. That's literally what I did. Hmm. Right? So basically, that's how I got into that. And then, yeah, man, I mean, for consulting and how this all contributes to consulting, the idea was to get into all three of these companies, learn the processes that they utilize and implement in yeah. consulting. So that's why I've moved from each one. I don't know if you've noticed. People are always like, Jonathan, <laughs> why are you moving, you know, why are you, you know, moving companies so much and i'm like i'm not trying to work there forever i'm literally trying to learn about how they are successful in their specific fields and then implement that to my own company that's what i always say dan you know if you are trying to start your own company well, 
work at a company that is successful at it. For example, right. let's say that you want to open up, I don't know, like let's say you want to open up a pokey store. Yeah. I don't know why pokey. I love pokey, guys. I love pokey. <laughs> so imagine this, right? How are you going to start a pokey store? Maybe you could start it yourself, right? But why not work in a pokey store for six months, learn about where they get the pokey, where they, how they, you know, how they source it, I don't know, et cetera, and how their, how their resources work, and then you make your own company based off that, right? Yeah. Same thing for tech. If you're trying to make it to a tech company, you got to work in tech, and then you implement it into your own company. Bam. That's how I basically did it. That's, that's, that's awesome, man. <laughs> what else do I got here for you? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, I guess you started consulting with Jerry, right? I met Jerry, I think, once. Mm-hmm. But uh, how, how did that kind of, and how did you build your team, like, organically like, in the beginning? Yeah, so, um, yeah, so in the beginning, I, it was just me. So it was just kind of me. And then I uh, hired, some, hired some interns, Michelle, Kim, and Tony Andrews. They're amazing. Um, and then yeah, Jerry joined in February. I actually met Jerry. There's two Jerry's, uh, right? Or one Jerry? Oh, one Jerry. Yeah, one Jerry. Yeah, Jerry Lee. So I actually met him by utilizing the same LinkedIn strategies that I teach everybody <laughs> using LinkedIn, right? So, but yeah, I basically met him and I was like, yo, like, dude, I have this company. I want you to join. Um, I, want, I want you to be able to, you know, help underdogs turn the winners. And he was so down. Um, and so he's been a big part of it uh, in regards to it growing and developing a lot of these people. So yeah, I mean, our cream team has really grown. We have two more interns, which are um, Kimmy Lack and Sydney Chung. They've been working uh, their butts off in order to help underdogs turn to winners. And then we also have our mentees. Um, basically, the mentees are 20, 20 students, and now it's been 40 students. And I basically guided them in their careers. And each of them, coming from a non-target, non-traditional background, they've all been able to get into the top companies, such as Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Adobe, all of them. So, yeah. And then they always give back to the community. Mm. That's, that's dope. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess, um, I think we were talking about earlier how uh, you, you've only been around for a year and now you have like uh, 7,000 followers for the for, on LinkedIn for... Yeah, for one consulting, 7,000, but my own, about 27,000, I think, now. 27,000. Yeah. Um, what, like, what advice do you, or, like, you know, what would you say to somebody who's starting something new, but they kind of need to get in front of the right eyes um, on how they can share their story or, you know, their, their uh, startup, whatever that might be? Um, if, they, if they're a shy person, particularly, or if they've never done this before, how do you, how do you tell people to do that? Dude, yeah. So what I'd recommend, especially if you are starting your own business and you're trying to, for example, make a big splash in social media presence, we'll just yeah. say social media presence in this case, you know, in the beginning, you might not like, you might not get a lot of engagement and that's okay. But do you know how you get engagement? You ask your friends to engage with it. <laughs> so like, dude, honestly, like before, like I would get like, okay, engagement. I probably get like 20, 20 likes, whatever. That's fine. Uh-huh. Right? Like, dude, honestly, I would literally text my friends and be like, yo, I made this post. Uh, show me some love. Right? No one's going to know. And then guess what, Dan? Like, you literally yeah. have your friends like it, and then they have 500 followers too. 20 times 500 is what? 10,000? 10, 10,000 people see your post. And then organically, their followers will look at your stuff and be like, who the hell is this? Oh, it's Jonathan. Oh, and then that creates a personal brand around your brand and your company. So that's what I did in the beginning, bro. Right. I literally did that. And then now I don't have to text my friends. They literally see my stuff too much. <laughs> like Jonathan, I literally went on LinkedIn. I saw your stuff again. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. But 
it, it happens. I guess algorithm likes me. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. So yeah, when you're first starting, especially with social media, yeah, just get your friends to like it. You know, get, get your friends, friends, tell them to comment on it. It's like kind of like a little pod, like these people from uh, uh, these these models on Instagram. Babe. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean. So definitely, uh, definitely, just ask your friends. Yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try that out. Um, let's see. Uh, mm. I guess how do you how do you like the work that you're doing right now with you know your own company, right? Where you have more control versus uh, you know, for example, Snap Snapchat or uh, Cisco or Google. Um, like, what's what's I guess because uh, I like with one consulting, right? You're a founder, you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur yeah. versus uh, Google, right? It's like very plush, and you got. Yeah, all this, all this uh, perks behind it, but um, yeah, like, how do you? I guess, uh, what do you? How, how's how's your experience been uh, with consulting versus those um, your versus previous corporate? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, it's been good. It's been good. So um, I think the main difference between corporate and consulting is that in corporate, I was literally eating too much food and I got fat. No. <laughs> No, for real, dude. My, you know, guys, when, if you're listening to this podcast, when I met Dan, I was probably 30 pounds more. It's because I Google, man, Dan, you remember that? We were eating macaroni and cheese, yeah, bread. It's free too, man. Free too. <laughs> having, having five course meals, man. Guys, I would literally go to breakfast, get something from a food truck, then go to lunch, then go to dinner, then go to dinner again, and go take food home, and then bring it to my fridge. And my roommates <laughs> would be happy, yeah, but like, yeah. hey, my stomach ain't happy, man. I don't wasn't happy with how I looked. But anyways, so, <laughs> but what happened was, yeah, I mean, um, for corporate, it's cool. You know, if you want to work in corporate, I feel like Google, Facebook, those companies are amazing to work for because they have a good uh, culture and a good uh, good vibes. But one thing is for me, like for one consulting, which has been amazing, is that work life balance. Again, in all transparency, all my meetings, I do not schedule any meetings now before 10 a.m. The reason being is because I will literally go work out in the morning, just meditate, go listen to some Audible, uh, be wholesome, you know, how it is, right? So, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, I, I like that aspect of it. And it's also something that I'm really extremely passionate about and that I love doing, right? So um, kind of being your own boss is something that I've always aspired to do. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because then if I aspire to do things that I love and enjoy, then that is what matters to me. And that is what can impact thousands to get into their careers. So yeah, I mean, guys, I do not, I mean, I recommend corporate and entrepreneurship, whatever you guys feel, but you know, if you have ever considered being your own boss, check out working in corporate first or a company and then go to your entrepreneurship route. Gotcha. Um, I guess I guess I'm curious, man. Have there been like any challenges uh, with consulting? I mean, it seems really successful, right? But like, I guess wasn't overnight, or I mean, maybe it was. Oh, a little bit of was it? Yeah, dude. Honestly, the challenges have been. It's not really big. Cha- I mean, it's not like crazy challenges, right? But it's not. I mean, it's not bad challenges. The the, the challenge has been there's too many inquiries, bro. It's literally too many inquiries. So I have a problem. <laughs> Yeah, and I have a problem yeah. before. I have a problem with saying no to people mm-hmm. because I want to help everybody. Like I, I genuinely want to help every single person get into their career. But time is honestly extremely valuable. And especially if I'm doing this full-time, time is money, as they say, right? So I yeah. had to, for example, like some people couldn't afford the services, some people could, which is great. But the thing is for me, the challenge was how was I going to be able to help everybody and, and respond to all inquiries 
etc. So that's why, like, for example, like I have a lot of free resources, which are basically my content, which I share with people and I create a brand book. The reason why I make all the content is of course to provide value, but dude, what I actually made it for is for everybody who can't afford the services. They literally have the free content. So what I did was I made an Excel sheet, segmented yeah. it into all of my services and I put the, my posts into those and I'd be like, Hey, although you can't afford my services, here's all the posts that I've posted about it. So then it creates that following in the individuals who can be impacted by it without even having to pay a dime, but they support the, they support the company. So, um, yeah, I mean, I identify the challenges and the problems, but I also provide solutions towards them. And that is what I feel is extremely important because you're solving a need. Yeah, man. Did you, um, um, I don't know if I should ask, like, if, did you ever like, uh, have some days where you were like, lacking motivation or kind of like feeling lazy right like i mean maybe that happens to some people i don't i don't know if it happens yeah. to me, right? since it's always uh kind of seeming like everything's just um going the right direction but like you do um uh have like an experience where you're able to i guess just be, be, being lazy or yeah dude i uh, today no i'm kidding <laughs> yeah i feel lazy you know why i feel lazy i feel lazy when i eat too much food dude today dude someone so i helped someone on linkedin they sent me an indonesian pancakes four of them no way delicious but i ate it today and i felt lazy as hell and i was like damn i, I literally fell asleep on the couch for two hours i was like what the heck but yeah i mean <laughs> you know I, I don't i don't i don't ever really i mean i'm super motivated like dude Right now it's eight thirty-five p.m. I have no, yeah. right now, as you guys can tell. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't feel that. I mean, I don't feel and too much laziness anymore because I know that for a fact that the way that this company will grow is not for me sitting on my ass at home and doing nothing. Mm. But I have to, right? It's basically as terms of survival. You have to go out there and make things happen because if you don't, then your company does not grow. So that's what's always on my mind. Because if I'm just being at home being lazy. And someone else isn't being lazy. And if someone else isn't being lazy, they're growing their business. I want to grow their biz my business too as well, right? So that's why I try to keep the mentality of keep it going. It's always important to have good yeah. mental health too as well. Yeah. Dude, like some days, bro, like I have those 100 plus messages and I'm like, shit, like I don't want to apply to all these. But then I realized that a simple message could make the difference in a person's career. So that's why I do it. Man, yeah, that's big props for that, man. Um, uh, let's see what else I got for you. Um, mm. Would you, you know, you know how we both came from like that, that um, underdog mentality, right? Like, yeah, you see Riverside, um, kind of like uh, first generation, um, you know, kind of in Silicon Valley, you don't see too much of I wouldn't say you wouldn't see too much of that, but it's just like, uh, you know, people come from privilege maybe, or do yes. There's a mix of that. And, um, I was wondering about if, uh, how, how has, uh, you, you know, your, your background, your, your childhood or whatever, has there been like a moment that's, uh, stuck with you and inspired you to, um, create what you're creating right now? Dude. Yes, of course. So, yeah. So when I was, when I was growing up, most Filipinos, become nurses. <laughs> yeah, man, shit. Dan, Dan knows this guy. Dan knows this awful. He knows listening. You know your mom is always like, yo, become a nurse. And you're like, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. It's the most stressful job out there, but maybe, right? So um, 
yeah, basically like <laughs> my, uh, my family wanted me to be a nurse or wanted me to be in the medical field. Right. But they were like, yeah, in the medical field, you can be a doctor to people right? or doctor to patients. <laughs> when in fact, my mentality of that was, I don't want to be a medical person to the patients. I want to be a doctor to the people, the underdogs that would turn into winners. So that's why I joined the business world. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that aspect of it was extremely important because I wanted to change the perception of all Filipinos become nurses. No, all Filipinos do not become nurses. Filipinos, especially in the tech world, are very small. It's very interesting, actually, Dan. So when we were at uh, uh, when I was at Google, I remember the per- the the percentage of Filipinos at Google. Um, the percent of Asians is extremely high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asians, but the thing is that. What happens is people segment Filipinos into Asians. So they say, yeah. oh, there's a lot of Asians that work at Google. It's, you don't have to or work in these companies. Like, you guys are fine. We don't have to do them for diversity. But in fact, Filipinos make up less than 1% of, of these companies, right? Wow. Which is crazy, right? So, like, yeah. that's why I was like, man, like, we got to bridge this gap between Filipinos and these companies uh, that we aspire to get into because we are such a small percentage, but a small percentage could turn into something that's ultimately a family and community of individuals. Right. And you know, that's what I hope that we continue doing, especially in the Filipino community. Yeah, man. It was, it was great to catch you at the, uh, the Berkeley, um, Filipino that's like, right. professional, um, for the students over there. Was, that's right. Sick. I saw Dan, I saw Dan. <laughs> I was like, man, Dan, you're following me everywhere, bro. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, bro, I am. And I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's crazy how uh yeah from ucr to doing doing these these types of things um speaking in front of people too i never thought that man so yeah you, you went to ucr you got your finance degree um mm-hmm. did that uh, i guess help you with uh entrepreneurship or yeah not at all <laughs> so the reason why the only <laughs> so the reason why i got into finance was because one of my friends told me, hey, like, management's too easy for you. Go into finance. And that's the reason why I got into finance. I do nothing finance, literally, in my job. And so, yeah, I wanted to challenge myself, especially with getting to the finance, uh, finance field, because I felt like management was way too easy. Right? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, I don't do any finance. I mean, I, I, the perception, dude, like, when I was, so back, backtracking, yeah, so I want to get into finance, but that's just the perception of why I wanted to get in there. I do. I remember I was uh, interviewing for Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, and I, I was like, "Why am I interviewing for these companies? They were my dream companies, bro. Dream companies in quotations. The reason being is because UCR would tell us that, yo, these big tech, big banks, these are your dream companies. Here you go. It's the perception of it, right? But then I realized the perception of our school." our perception that they give us is not the perception of our passions. So that's why I kind of transitioned out of it. I was like, man, I don't want to work at the bank and work 80 hours a week. Sorry guys. <laughs> right. right. Sorry. Sorry, mentee, Matthew, yeah, Matthew Reyes, <laughs> my bad man. Um, but yeah, so that's why I was like, yeah, I just want to learn finance just to learn it and to be challenged. But then obviously there's no entrepreneurship out at UCR. So I tried. <laughs> yeah. <I did> something. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, I think I've got a few more questions here. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of just wondering about like, uh, like I guess, like I guess a start the, the the book's gonna be called Startup Mindsets. So yeah, I guess like you know you talk about being um, you know having that perseverance 
uh, kind of just with you all the time, but uh, I don't know, man. I think um, with uh, some of the stuff we're trying to write, I think we're trying to figure out about um, what what gets people to to perform when when it's hard or like when it's yeah not easy like uh when it's tough times basically right yeah yeah man um uh do you think that um that that kind of mindset just comes natural to you like where you have that um get it done type of attitude or like dude yes yes so i feel like mindset comes from the people that you associate with right so for example if i hang out with someone who's literally always down on themselves and is like yo i hate my life or like Mm -hmm. yo like i'm not going to make it in my career you in turn are going to be like i'm not going to make it in my career either but if you associate with people who ultimately are motivated and passionate about what they do and they say dan get into your career i'm getting into mine i want to challenge you to do the same then it's not competition. It's friendly competition and helping you both get to wherever you aspire to get into. Right. So that mindset is very important and it's affected by the people you associate and you hang out with. This is why I tell people all the time, wherever you associate with, whoever you hang out with is a reflection of yourself. Make sure that the people that you hang out with basically, basically make sure the people that you hang out with, are people that you aspire to be or people that will ultimately keep you going. Because what happens is if you hang out with people who are always down on themselves, who are always doubting you, who are always doubting themselves, that in turn then translates into your mindset. And then you're going to be like, am I good enough? When in fact, you shouldn't be asking, am I good enough? You should be asking yourself, I am good enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. man i didn't even think of it like that <laughs> that's how you do it but i mean honestly that's yeah. how i did it because i would i would literally be um hang, i would be hanging out with people um all the time and and i remember there weren't really some people weren't good influences and then i realized man it's it's the environment it's literally the environment you hang out you associate with because those are the people that are going to be pushing you to do your best etc yeah, dude. I think that's, that's one of the best answers I've heard for that. Um, I've got, got a few more questions here. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, yeah, like what are... Um, like how do you, how do you know what, what goals to set, I guess, like for... For something that's so so brand new, like uh, like how yeah, I mean like what kind of I guess what you're doing right now with consulting, like uh, it seems like um every, you, you know everything's going great. Like um, how how do you like I guess have the right expectations I guess for that or like how yeah. Do you, so how do I how do I basically like goal set? How do I kind of goal set basically? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, Dan, we've literally like our interns are killing it. We've literally killed each goal that we've had. So I've had to exceed it more. I had to push it out more, which has been good. It's not a bad problem to have, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, how I basically goal set is think about, okay, in six months, where do you want to be, right? Um, and the, the thing is that's super important about that is because you have to make goals in the future. You can't just be like, okay, guys, I'm going to literally wing this, everything, uh, et cetera. 
right? Because what happens is if you just wing things, you're never going to get and achieve that goal because you're going to keep pushing out the goal. That's what I did yeah. in the beginning. Like honestly, in the uh -huh. beginning, I'd be like, yo, I am going to be my own entrepreneur. I literally postponed it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to wait another month. No, nah, I'm going to wait another month. Right? This, this is why yeah. it's super important to have people who push you to get into your dreams and your goals and your aspirations. Because if you don't have that person who will push you to the brink or push you towards the goals that you're trying to achieve, yeah. you will not be able to achieve them because you don't have an accountability buddy. As I say, accountability buddies are people that will hold you accountable for the things that you are trying to get into and they'll push you to do your hardest. And by doing so, you will get to attain that goal that you've always wanted to achieve. Yeah, man. Like, um, I guess who, who has been that um, person for you or like how, how did you find them or how did that work out? Yeah. The person that uh, always holds me accountable is of course <laughs> my man, Jerry Lee, right? Jerry Lee literally holds me accountable for every single thing that we are doing, especially for one soul team. We created this whole entire OKR sheet and Literally, we just went line item by line item, what we wanted to achieve. And that's why we've been able to achieve so many of these different things because of that model. And we also show our interns like, yo, like this is what we were trying to get into. This is what we're trying to achieve. How do we get there? And so what we do, Dan, is we go look at the goal and then we say, let's work backward. How are we going to reach that? And then by doing so, we're able to pinpoint exactly which metrics to hit per month before reaching that long-term goal. So yeah, I would say Jerry, I would say Jerry for sure. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, I think uh, maybe one more, one more thing or two more things. Um, yeah. I guess you know how there's like a pandemic right now, like coronavirus. Yeah. What, uh, um, so I guess our audiences could be, or the people we're trying to get this in front of would be like somebody who wants to start a startup or like uh, do their own business, right? Like, um, uh, I guess, um, you know, with what you've uh, seen for the past month or so, like how do you, or what, what, do, you, what do you say on uh, applying, like do it, like approaching having a business right now during, during a pandemic or all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good question. So if you have a business right now, and you're especially in during this time, there's two options that you can do. You can fall down, meaning you're going to be like, wow, like COVID's affected my business, like it's unfortunate, right? Or you can fall up, meaning that you can utilize the setbacks that have happened to you and ultimately turn them into comebacks. That's actually what I did specifically for One Solting. We, Dan, we lost a couple, uh, yeah, we lost a lot. Um, but oh, okay. I didn't, it wasn't down on it. I was like, Instead, instead of focusing on the losses, you focus on what you can do to replicate, replicate those losses. So what I did was I looked at, you know, oh, we lost, we lost this amount. How do we, how, how are we able to recoup it? Oh, let's do virtual events, right? So basically it's how you bounce back from the things that are occurring or what is gonna set you, your business apart from others. That's why you see, for example, Zoom, which we're on right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zoom has adapted tremendously. Zoom has literally had skyrocketed in percentage because they've been able to adapt, right? Adaptability. If you are a company, adapt to your environment, right? I know a lot of restaurants have been closing, right? 
That's unfortunate. But think about different ways that you can be able to scale your business. Maybe it's, for example, partnering with different companies to deliver food to their employees at an X amount of rate and donating a percentage to COVID-19. Right? You can do yeah, something man. like I, that. I was going to say, I really dig the, uh, you know, how you were approaching the people who've lost internships or uh, kind of yes summer jobs and like with the uh do the project on um maybe you can talk a little bit more about that right. of course yeah so the one Sulting project 2020 is meant for people to create their own projects with small businesses that are in need and then they present it to us and then we'll exemplify it on the one Sulting page and then we hope that in turn that turns into an opportunity for them in the next recruiting cycle because What's happening right now, especially for these students, are they're getting their offers rescinded, but the, the most important aspect of it isn't the offer that's getting rescinded. It's the three bullet points on their resume that they won't be able to show. And if we are able to show those three bullet points by them working on projects for small businesses or even for consulting, then they have the value prop when they go in the next recruiting cycle. They're like, hey, I did a project on this and I was able to utilize XYZ skills in it. And then that's what prepares them for the next recruiting cycle. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's pretty sick. Um, do, do you, um, yeah, man, I think you hit, hit all the, uh, <laughs> all the, all the answers on the head. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, yeah, we've got, you know, gotten to learn a lot about how uh, people should approach uh, building something or like uh, getting it in front of the right people. Mm -hmm. so that whole marketing and the aspect of the businesses and then like all the uh, ground groundwork, right? Like, um, yeah. And I was going to say, Dan, my, my, uh, yeah. probably this is the last one. I'm going to say like my, my best piece of advice, everybody who's listening to this is honestly build community, build community because there's a lot of people who are in the same shoes as you and if you're able to build community of individuals who also correlate directly with what you are trying to do, you will be able to achieve so much more than you have sought. So build that community. Because for example, Dan and I, I feel like Dan and I are a community of people, right? Right, Dan? Yeah. We're from UCR, right? Build that community. Meet people who have the same aspirations as you. And if you're able to meet those people, you can get through this and that's all i gotta say <laughs> yeah man i think those are all the questions i had um you know i could give you you know the last 30 seconds or so just to talk about whatever you want to talk about or yeah i mean yeah i mean insulting <laughs> yeah like yes yeah definitely thank you dan so much for having me on this podcast i really do appreciate it i've been on a ton of different podcasts and i love podcasts the reason being is because i just try to speak as real authentic words of wisdom as i can and of course, support people like Dan, you know, Dan's been my man that rhymes <laughs> day one. So like, of course I want to be able to help him get, get, you know, get his podcast going in different things. If you guys are interested in uh, following one soul thing, definitely check us out on LinkedIn and Instagram. It's one soul thing with an, with a W it's like consulting switch the C with a W. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, check us out. Um, definitely follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram. We are having a speaker series every last Friday of the month. Dan, we have an amazing, amazing panel lined up, an amazing speaker series lined up for this upcoming one. 
we had about 13,000 people attend the last one. And Are you serious, man? That's- Bro, yeah, 13,000 <laughs> people. Can you believe that, dude? That's wild, dude, right? That's like half um, the but the next one, <laughs> dude, the next one, I think we're going to have way more. We have, oh my God, dude, I, I, I would love to say it, but like we got, let's just say we have the senior vice president of incubation from one of the top tech companies, and we have a VP of inside sales from another start from a startup. Um, That's crazy. And then we have recruiters. We have some recruiters, big names from LinkedIn. Um, Austin Bel- Belkak, super cool guy. Um, Madeline Mann, one of my one of my friends from before. She was it was cool. I was funny. I was doing a keynote speech for LinkedIn local, and she was in the crowd. And I remember she always asked me, "Hey, like, when when are we going to workshop together, our event?" And now she's going to be doing it with us, and she's blown up. She's huge on TikTok. I'm super happy for her and proud of her. Um, and then we also have another person. Uh, who's people operations at Google. So uh, it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope, everybody. Definitely follow us, but don't just follow me. Follow Dan. Yeah, yeah. This startup uh, is on uh, Anchor, Google, and uh, Spotify. Working out a website in the future, but uh, yeah, stay tuned for the book. I think that was, uh, that was it for today. So thanks, Jonathan. 